guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. For today's episode, Megan and I are actually pretty surprised that we have not done an episode talking about this at all. I think we've probably touched on it here and there with some episodes. Or if you guys like have ever looked into attachment styles, like you could probably very easily feel like I feel like tell which attachment style we are. So like it's not new, it's not shocking, but we haven't done any specific episode on attachment styles. And we're we were looking some things up like before we really decided to start the episode but I feel like we're just gonna kind of like see where it takes us talk about different things um and see if we can I mean we haven't read any like books or anything about attachment style um and I know there's some books that people have read and then recommended so that really helps them like figure out or reflect on their relationships I feel like if there was one thing that like I would need to go to therapy for it would like be related to this I think so too because usually like I am pretty confident and like emotionally I feel like I'm like pretty I don't know the word I'm looking for but like I don't often think like I need to go to therapy for like xyz or like this would be something I need to talk through but like I feel like my attachment style is probably the one thing that I could benefit from like having someone else like talk me through stuff and figure out my own thought process and stuff like that but I also feel like a pretty self-reflective person so we'll see what we'll see what comes this will be our uh, therapy session initially um so yeah if you are if you didn't pick up by now this episode is all about attachment styles um before we get too deep into the episode we want to talk about our weekly spotlight my weekly spotlight was that i went and bought a couple new books because i have been trying to hold off on buying additional new books because i was like i have plenty of books in my tbr that i don't need to buy anymore um but I decided that I would allow myself to because I had a gift card to Barnes and Noble so I was like well I'm not really buying the books so and like shopping and looking for books is like just as fun as reading them sometimes so I got two new books I got um A Court of Miss and Fury which is the second book in the Agatar series our reading vlog is also now live on our Megan and Sierra channel if you want to go watch us read four different books that Instagram picked out for us I read um, Akatar, and then I also read um, What Happens After Midnight. So if you want to follow along while I read either of those books and get my thoughts as, as it goes, then you can go check it out. So the books that I got was A Court of Mist and Fury, which is the second book in the Akatar series. And then I also got the Happy Ever After playlist or something like that by Abby Jimenez because I was kind of like, you know what? I really have enjoyed both the books that I've read by her quite a bit. Um, I almost feel like she her could be like, a little bit. She could almost be like, not like quite Ellie Henry level, but like I feel like I she get like the style. same, the same kind of feeling. A lot like of it's times not when I'm just characters. super romance focused. She does a lot. She does a good job at developing her characters outside yeah. of there. So romance. I'm excited to eventually get around to reading both of those. We'll see when that happens. But that was my weekly spotlight. My weekly spotlight is what is my weekly spotlight? The Hawks lost. So that's not my spotlight. Mm-hmm. Vegas um, has been doing a really quite a good job. Vegas is doing pretty well. We've made some, like, this has been a weekend of milestones, I feel like. Um, so what I mean by that is, first of all, since Sierra worked um, all day Saturday, I was on dog duty. So I was like, okay, how am I, I going to entertain him all day on my own? Um, and I think it's just been in combination with, like, he's been doing really quite well with crate training um and so like he's, he's on got a like a pretty set schedule so like I know that if I put him in the crate between like this time and this time even if he's like a little whiny at first like he will eventually settle in and take a nap and he doesn't like try to destroy the crate or anything mm-hmm. so 
I watched him Saturday morning and then Sierra went and worked out and then I staggered it so then at like eight o'clock I left to go work out and have like which a is like what there. we do when we go to work for the work week anyway so I feel like sometimes just over the weekends implementing some crate try what am I saying some crate training time like during the weekend and hey it helps yeah. us get things done so we have to leave the house to like get groceries work out like just do whatever we need mm-hmm. to do and so just saying okay well normally he's in his crate from like eight to ten so anyways we'll try and like do that again um and then i i also got ready and showered at the gym just because i was like it'll be less annoying if i do that there than like come home and then keep him in his crate and like try and do all that um and then i we decided since well technically we didn't look this up until like friday or something but i like had gotten him these bones that i hadn't like given him any yet and so then like i looked up like what age can dogs be given bones and he just turned 12 weeks and so that's when it said you'd probably be okay to give them to him so that was my savior i think on saturday because he has been really quite fascinated it's our savior right now as well he's chewing it right now he gets very just interested and chews on it for quite a while um so like saturday when he was up and awake like i went outside with him for like a little bit and like he just kind of is hanging out outside it's kind of annoying because like if he is outside, like, I would love to play fetch with him or something. He's just not Like, he just that wants interested. to sit out there and, like, do nothing, chew on the grass. Um, we got a steak today as well because normally we'd been leashing him up 90% of the time. So, he, like, doesn't try and, like, go under our deck because he's been trying to do that. Um, so, we got a steak finally for Or, like, yard. he tries. We have, on the back of our deck, we have just, like, landscaping around with plants, rocks, all that stuff. We have a tree that's got, like, wood chips around the base. And he loves to try and get into all that stuff. Obviously, I'm not trying to have him, like, swallow a wood chip or a rock. So, we have to, like, always constantly keep him out of it. And so, with the steak that we just got, we put it right in the middle of our yard. So, he cannot get, in, like, into anything. Um, and he's already, like, it's just, we're, like, we're slowly trying to, like, give him more independence. Because, like, eventually, we would like to be able to, like, let him outside in the backyard. And, like, he can just do as he pleases. So we're trying to safely get to a point where we're slowly working towards that. So now it's like, okay, he was outside. He wanted to just like sit and hang out outside. And so, I feel like I'm still like overbearing. I'm like, what's he doing outside? Like every two seconds. And he's like, just still laying there. And I'm like, so, well, is he okay? Like, um, so today, like he's just been, ha- like he's been outside just hanging out on his own for a little bit. We're like constantly like looking through like the door and the window. I feel like to be like, is he doing okay? Um, but slowly but surely, plan is to continue him being more independent. We showed him the upstairs for the first time. Mm-hmm. We mostly weren't having I feel him. Like, honestly, well, the biggest reason he's not going upstairs, one, when you're, it's recommended when you first bring a puppy home to like limit their space just to like not overwhelm them. So that was like initially what was going on. And then two, he would like start chewing on the carpet. And so we we're like, okay, we don't want him chewing on the carpet. The entire upstairs is carpet. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't want to deal with that and slow our plan is to slowly demystify the upstairs by like letting him right now he's only been upstairs with all of the doors closed and we have like a very small landing at the top of the stairs where like there's quite literally nothing for him to do once he is just upstairs i think my weakest spotlight is probably touching on some of the stuff like with vegas being good hopefully like just continuing to progress into the yeah. wonderful dog i know he can be um so let's do a little there's not really any it's gonna be a short book catch-up because i don't really have any new things to update on i'm hoping to finish things we left behind 
today. I have like an hour left in my book according to my Kindle. Um, and then I'm hoping to start maybe Love Theoretically by Ali Hazelwood. I'm not really sure, but yeah. I am still reading Fourth Wing. Got through like quite a bit like yesterday and the day before because I feel like I'd been unable to read. Um, if you have days, a dog or like a puppy especially, you need to have stuff on your phone or like on a Kindle. Yeah. Because like otherwise, good luck. My physical books have been difficult to read for sure. Um, but because he likes to try and bite the books, but like slowly but surely he's he's getting becoming less... a little bit desensitized yeah. to them. Um, so hopefully I can finish that early this coming week. And then I'm kind of thinking about reading The Seven Year Slip next, which is also another physical book. So can't Good wait. Luck. Um, okay. So back to attachment styles. If you guys are somehow unfamiliar with attachment styles, um, it's basically, there's four main types and we can review some, like what they are and kind of like different features of all of them. Um, but essentially it's kind of like based on like kind of how you grow up, how you're raised and different interactions that you have like with close people around you during your developing years, it dictates how your attachment style. I don't know. I'm like, I'm acting like I'm a psychologist and I'm not. Um, but there are four types. Um, there is secure, avoidant, fearful, and anxious. And you can take little quizzes here and there. The thing that sparked this episode specifically was because I found a quiz or like, I don't know if it just like popped in my head and then like I wanted to take a quiz or if there was something that like made me like see something about attachment styles. And I was like, oh, I wonder what one I am. I could have probably just looked at um, the different definitions and features and like I could have guessed that I was an avoidant attachment style, I'm sure, but I wanted to take a quiz. So that's what I did. I feel like I've done those quizzes before because Megan said like when she took the quiz, it was one of those like long click through everything, you get to the end and then it's like in order to get your results emailed to you, like pay this much, but you said it was pay what you... the one I did I went through the whole quiz it was long enough like it asked like quite a few questions and then it got to the end was like pay what you want and so I was gonna do like one cent and then I was like it has to be at least two dollars so that's what I did I paid two bucks for them to send me um a pdf and I was indeed avoidant and Sierra didn't take a specific quiz but we're pretty sure she is avoidant as well um so let me review what the key features are that it showed for the little pdf they sent me since i paid good money for that (laughs) um so and it actually ordered mine by like top three and then so i can go through and share my results if if we want to do that first um so my number one attachment style is avoidant i already said that um it gave three features kind of for main traits of each style so the first one is um avoidant attachment style main traits high level high level of independence and I feel like we both talk about how independent we are on the podcast. And even though, like, even just, like, day-to-day life, yes, we're twins. We like doing things together. But we also, like, are very much separate people. We like to do our own things as well. Like, we just thrive best when we have the opportunity to, like, recharge, be by ourselves, and not worry about other people. Next thing is you're happy without close relationships, which I feel like, is like yes but also like i crave close relationships like i do think it's I'm different types happy of relationships it. like they don't 
I don't need close relationships to fulfill me, but it's because I have, like, already close family and a few friends that, like, kind of fill your what I need. And then, you know, when we talk about dating and stuff on here, I'm like, oh, like, the one thing I don't have that I would eventually like is someone to be dating. But I don't have that yet, but I am still, like, I don't, like, need to be validated by a relationship to be happy. So I would agree with that as well. The third thing is the tendency to suppress feelings. So it's possible you may sometimes suppress how you really feel as a way to maintain independence. And I don't know. I feel like I don't have, I haven't had like the opportunity to like really explore and like see if this is true for myself because there hasn't been someone yeah. like, like it hasn't been like a huge like communication issue. If I, I've been in a relationship with someone to then have to be like, oh, I have to tell someone how I'm really feeling in order to like get past XYZ and I don't know if you would really know that too much in like other types of relationships like just family and platonic relationships I don't know if it would like come up as much so it could be true it probably is true but I don't know so it says avoidant adults desire a high level of independence often appearing to avoid attachment altogether they view themselves as self-sufficient invulnerable to attachment feelings and not needing close relationships basically all summed up so Sierra and I were just chat or chatting before we were kind of thinking of okay and we'll see if we can look anything up additional later but like I was trying to I was like okay we should look up um attachment styles and like if there's any relationship to like horoscopes or enneagram types or I was trying to you guys know as we're on this dating journey that we are trying to better explore and figure out like how do we go about doing these things in fact like there's almost like a fill-in episode this week of like is it is it them or me is like basically what we had written down and it was like are we standing in our own way of like our dating experiences and I feel like in a way like this episode is the answer to that and so we just decided okay we'll, we'll focus on this instead um and I also was trying to look up specific as like different attachment styles I was like maybe there's different dating tips for different attachment styles so there could be one for people who have an anxious attachment style there could be tips for people who have an avoidant attachment style and same with fearful and if you're secure like you don't need any no one needs to tell you anything because that's the best of the best that's the ideal one and so I was trying to look all this stuff up and it could have partly been like how I was wording it it kind of like still loaned itself to having all this pop up but 99% of what was popping up was how to date someone with an avoidant attachment style mostly being like they're hard to date they're hard to date (laughs) or like things like that so I was like oh that's not very promising I was just searching for tips for myself to you know how can I better set myself up and so I did find like maybe you and I need to read that attached book possibly like one of us reads it and then like lets the other know if it was worthwhile because I feel like I don't think having a certain attachment style is like wrong like I think it's just like you said in the beginning it's the nature of like everything you experience in life you didn't choose your attachment Mm -hmm. style it just is and I don't know that it can necessarily change over time once it's been solidified like at this point in our lives but I think that you can learn how to deal with it and then recognize 
when you're either working towards a relationship or when you're in a relationship saying, okay, I know I have this certain attachment style is whatever I'm feeling the result of this person that I'm in a relationship with and them like me not feeling like I want to be with them or is it the result of like me overthinking and overanalyzing because Mm -hmm. of my certain attachment style? So I did find um, this from lastfirstdate.com. None of this is groundbreaking, but we'll see if it leads to any tangents anyways. Um, And it's how to date with an avoidant attachment style. Um, And so for avoidant attachment, it says you are independent and feel uncomfortable with extreme vulnerability and intimacy. Too much closeness can feel suffocating. Uh, Yeah. And so it says traits of an avoidant attachment style. It's not easy for you to name and express your feelings. You're, you fear losing your independence in a relationship. Um, you feel people often let you down. You're uncomfortable asking for help. You feel relationships are a lot of work and you're not sure if it's worth it. You believe most people <laughs> you date want to get close to quickly and you need a lot of space in a relationship. And so I feel like Sierra and I definitely... I feel like I hard. literally touched on this in either the last episode or like whatever the last episode was where we were talking about dating it's hard because like i can still feel myself like kind of justifying my own thoughts still and i feel like that's like i'm justifying my own thoughts but it's like probably still this attachment style because i'm like okay well the only, only reason i'm doing that is because like i just haven't found my person yet it's like easy to justify a lot of stuff of like i haven't ha- like i haven't found my person yet or i haven't felt like i haven't clicked with anyone that I've met yet so like once I do that then supposedly in theory all of that goes away I do feel like this attachment style that we have makes it hard to even enter into relationship is that is this attachment style part of the reason we I say we've been single for 24 years you've technically been in a relationship but for all Megan in her heart feels as though she's been a lifelong single lady like me and so like I said in the last podcast, because I think we had talked about this at some point, like last summer, I was going on quite a few dates with the same guy over and over. And I was just like, at what point, like there's a hurdle right now that's like not, like I'm not stepping over the yeah. hurdle or I don't know if he wasn't like wanting to step over the hurdle. Maybe he has avoided attachment as well. I don't know. Could be. Um, but it's like, when do we decide like we're not just going on dates? Yeah. And it's like, and even he were, like he literally say like, oh, like will you be my girlfriend? And be like, we don't even know each other. You know what I mean? Or it's like, depending on like personalities and like, again, like the dates I've gone on have been few and far between, especially recently. But it's like also, it's like you barely know someone, at least like, here's me, like in theory on a first date, like I barely know this person, like I do not know them. So like, it's hard to open up and be vulnerable. So then I feel like you kind of build a wall. like, Like It's pretty surface level conversation and hard to really like build a connection or like have that like quote-unquote spark that like you do you think in books and movies do you think that having an avoidant attachment style in this like modern era of online dating makes it harder because like you said if you go on a date that's like through a dating app or something and you're like we are both here like with the intention of like dating and that makes it weird because there's this expectation of like is this going to go anywhere romantically like we need to ask each other certain questions i was just gonna talk about like I feel like now and just like how I envision like this is like okay I need we got a problem to solve this um like it's so easy to like go and like meet these people and hang out with them and then like just be doing it on like a platonic level because like I know I'm someone that like would not open up to someone or like 
I just would not be like very touchy feely like initially with someone. Oh, for sure. And so it'd feel very platonic because I'd be like, that's what we're doing right now. It's like we're just talking and being buddy buddy. So then I feel like I would continue to like think in my head like this is very platonic and I'm not feeling anything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, that's because that's all we're doing is we're just hanging out friends. <laughs> so it's tricky because yeah how do you like that's when it's like okay i'm not demonizing dating apps because like they obviously have helped out a ton of people they could help one of us out in the future who knows but like the beauty of meeting someone organically or just in real life is that you get to meet someone and then decide like hey i kind of like this person i also realized too (laughs) um because this was what i thought was helpful like out of my two-month relationship um and then also like you know, I told you guys about the date I went on like late spring, early summer. And like in theory, I feel like if you were to like write both of those guys down on paper, um, granted I'm at, I'm at different stages of my life when both of these were going on. But I feel like I would say like, okay, the hinge guy like on a piece of paper like had a lot of things like checked off and personality wise, like I felt like we had a lot in common, but there was no like he was like so similar to me and excuse me i am not a very flirtatious person at all like it's not in my by not very like we both mean zero percent not at all and he was not at least like from the one date we went on he was not either it was very kind of like it was literally me like in a man's body that's who i was on a date with and so i was like this could not feel more platonic like we're like lab partners (laughs) and so versus in college when I was in my like two month relationship first of all it was like through a friend like it was Maggie's friend and so he had like known of me and like kind of already entered in with like interest and like he at least had like kind of a flirty personality which I do not have so it felt more like a relationship or something that could be and then obviously did become a very short brief relationship (laughs) But I was like, maybe that's more important to me than I realized because well, we have both said that we thing that change need if we're going to date someone, it has to be someone who's like extroverted, outgoing, like makes the first move simply because like I will not like I cannot. I will not. I do not know how. And so like I just simply will not enter, enter into a relationship if I have to start if I have to be the one to make the first move because I simply won't. So it it was kind of like an eye-opening thing. It's just something I've had to like think more about because like it kind of has, it goes to show me that like I know I have too many things that I'm trying to like check off of a checklist and just replicating a checklist is not going to mean like, okay, there's my ideal partner. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wish, and this is where like I'm, semi okay with the idea of like someone approaching me randomly out and about semi okay with but no do you know what i mean like yeah sometimes like the idea of like if someone were to approach me right now how would i receive that and i don't always know if i'd be like you know down for it obviously we talked about this before if he was extremely good looking then i'd probably be like give me a time place wherever you, could come you know you when you come with me whenever versus if it's someone who's like average to less attractive then i'd be like no thank you but then like I don't know how many times like I don't know if a guy has ever approached me like 
out and about in the wild at the beach oh yeah we talked about that already yeah, here did. um but then like again it like shocks you i don't even remember what he looks like but i was just like, like i'm so caught off guard and i was like i'm not ready oh, to no thanks <laughs> he did no, ask for a snapchat though so like we said that's already like no, thank you no thanks and he like was, it was, it was like open either invita- or open invitation to either of us which we already talked about is gotta a, pick someone <laughs> is a no bueno from us sorry i just hit the microphone um anyways i'm gonna see i had one other one or hold on okay if you have this pattern what can you do see if these tips are helpful otherwise we'll have to come up with our own tips we'll problem solve while we're sitting here um okay seek a partner with a secure attachment style this was funny i thought because it was just like find someone normal normal (laughs) surprisingly from what sierra and i had looked at apparently like more than half of the people at least from like one study had a secure attachment style which i thought kind of surprised me because i feel like most people like aren't normal but apparently we're the odd ones out in this case and then it was like roughly 25 and 25 percent for Mm -hmm. anxious and and avoidant avoidant, so not a lot of people with like fearful i think fearful is like not as common like some people only talk about three attachment styles and then some times like with what you're looking at they have four so i think fearful is like a side Mm -hmm. and then some of them too i'm going to talk about this before i forget and then i'll go back to this what i'm listening what this list is saying um if you look at some of these attachment styles it'll have like a grid of like a two by two grid and then like a spectrum across either side that then categorizes like all the attachment styles and you can find them set up in different ways but i saw this model and I was like, well, I could have just looked at this and I would have been able to determine my attachment style. So I don't know what that says about me, but I'll talk about it anyways. So it has one spectrum of like your view of others. So it has positive model of others and then negative model of others. So like that's like the Y axis. On the other spectrum, the X axis is um, positive model of self and then negative model of self. And so I have for better or worse, a very positive model of myself. Like, I think I'm just the best person ever. (laughs) I have a very, like, not in social situations. Like, I don't want to say, like, I have the most confidence ever when, like, I'm out and about. I'm just saying I'm very confident in who I am as a person. And, like, what you bring to the table. You think you're, like, nice, smart. Mm -hmm. Like, just go you. Yeah. You know? I am, like, relatively on the same page as Megan for this, but I feel like Megan exudes this more than I do of, like, you think very highly of yourself <laughs> and then you can continue um and then like if i were to if i had to just be like black and white with like a positive versus negative view of others i would say i have a negative view of other people like unfortunately um even though like i love lots of people it's just the population if you had to pick whole. and choose um so then that puts me as the avoided attachment style um, if you have positive and positive, you're in the secure attachment style. If you have positive model of others, negative model of yourself, then you're in the anxious attachment. And then if you have a negative of both, then it's the fearful attachment type. Um, so I saw that and I was just like, which that model makes me think, and we talked about this too when we were planning this episode, that serial daters must have, have to be anxious. Anxious attachment avoidance style. I am sure of it. Because like Meg and I, for the same Honestly, this explains, you know, how we're like, how do people like go from no, relationship to relationship? I've been known, but I didn't have like the attachment style to like tie with it. I know. So now this all makes sense because you and I with avoidant attachment, we're like, 
it's so no one is easy good to not be in a relationship and no like, one is good enough in my mind to like be worth dating and i like my independence and it's too much work to date someone else versus someone in an anxious attachment style would say like i need validation i don't, I don't like being alone the table. i need other people to validate me and like they'll find i like to say they find whoever they can but like that's just me perhaps uh projecting my thoughts on them but like they feel like i need that person i will find that person however i can and so even like, if it's not it's, like the best person ever yeah like, they'll kind of like i feel like a lot of people cling on to anyone and maybe this plays into it too whether like what attachment style you have as far as like how serious you tend to take your relationships because while i have never been in a relationship i only see myself getting into a relationship if i see it being a long-term thing and i wonder if people who have like an anxious attachment avoidant or an anxious attachment attachment style would say like i'm just i need a relationship right now I don't care how long it is i don't care if they're my forever person but like i need one right now and so like if this person right here in front of me like fills my needs makes me laugh they're cute whatever like yes for now this is a side tangent it's related to to dating though um there was a tiktok i saw and it was like someone had like made a slideshow um and it was like their hinge profile and it was like saying like why i'm still single like in my 30s and then it was like 10 plus pictures of like guys dating profiles where like age was circled and then like the like what are your dating goals thing is circled yeah like not sure and then it said so all of them are like over 30 and then all of them are like figuring out my dating goals i haven't never i have never understood why someone would put that on that what, I feel like in what situation like we're all figuring it out first of all I, what are we doing do some guys know you don't have to put every single thing on there like you don't have to put anything i don't have anything for that i don't have anything for that because either. like i'm just i'm just trying to check things out i'm seeing if my soulmate's on here <laughs> um just like research. the short-term relationship i could maybe get if someone's like only in one spot for like a short time and they're kind of just openly being like i'm open to a fling and like that's it like i get that you still like you don't need to like put that on your profile in my opinion um but the figuring out my dating goals we're all just figuring it out we're all i don't know what i'm looking for either i honestly again i do see like why you might put it on there but like at the end of the day whatever you want is going to be very dependent on like whoever you're matching with yeah like if you go on a date with someone i've seen people say that and then how you know you know you can like write something else in there to like be specific people like i've seen people say like if we vibe we vibe like we'll see where it goes from there that's literally every day ever dating that's what you do when you're dating it shocks me just we'll see what happens yeah that's what you do when you're dating someone if it's going well you continue and if it's going poorly then you stop dating them yeah um okay back to my list um notice when you're distancing yourself and try to stay in connection even when it feels uncomfortable Mm, this i don't do this (laughs) it could be a good tip when i get uncomfortable i'm like this has to end. This could, like, we can tie X into this as well. Like, X have to be so much worse when you have an avoidant attachment style. Because now then, you're like, what does it say? Like, now when you're I. To anything. With, like, the guy that I was seeing last summer, and I was like, okay, or we are deciding that this is going to be done. Like, when I, like, texted, talked to him, whatever, but, like, you know, we're not seeing each other anymore, I felt a weight lifted. Like, I was like, okay, clearly something was weighing on me with, like, all this going on. Is that like a side of my attachment style or is that like, okay, this wasn't your person? Like, I think it could be a combination of both. Um, 
I think it could tie back into like you probably were getting like friend vibes from him and maybe that means like he didn't have a personality to complement what you're needing otherwise like it could go back into I don't know all of that um I my talking point I was like what was I gonna say I was gonna say something in addition to what you're talking about oh um sometimes this is like kind of a separate talking point but like you do you ever see on TikTok like people are like um like their glow the glow up of their boyfriend because like they took charge Mm -hmm. of like this is what my boyfriend's gonna look like I'm like do I need to like start having that vision because like in my head I picture like such a specific they dress this way they look this way they have this hairstyle like I'm making it impossible for myself to find my dream person but then you don't want to be the one to tell them that and so you're so, saying do i need to switch that and be like do i need to like have these are like, the bones do i need to like working say with? we're working with something good here and as if we keep dating i can you know i can judge them up a little bit i've like in my mind i'm like they have to like be that already <laughs> because like i don't want to like train them to be that way mm-hmm. but like a lot of people do that a lot of people like morph and change style when they're in a relationship but like in my mind I'm like they need to already already be doing that and already dress this way look this mm-hmm. way but that was I mean to be completely fair at this point like you haven't met someone who like you were like oh they're perfect except for like you can hair, so so tell like because I am just like I sound so shallow during this whole episode and I feel like it's really projecting the negative view of others that i was talking about so i hope you guys can forgive me i'm aware of what i'm saying (laughs) um practice asking for help and support from everyone this is the other thing where i don't don't know if this goes into attachment styles but you and i just mentioned on the podcast how like when it comes to dating which again we never really have like that much to share because i don't i'm not going on dates that often but like you and i don't talk to family or like anything about it and like we barely talk to each other about it the only time i feel like i would be getting ready to like tell family about like someone that i was dating was like if it had been long enough and going well enough that i'm like you should probably meet him soon so like i should tell i should give him a warning about you and then we'll go from there do you think that they have to be like you're officially like boyfriend girlfriend when you tell family about them well or is it, like, in layers of, like, there's different people you would tell at different stages? I would probably tell different people in different stages. But I I feel like we would definitely, like, in my mind, we'd be trending, like, towards that direction. Of, like, if at they were to point, ask me, yeah. then I would say yes. Um, But I also don't know. Like, I think guys kind of have, like, different mixed feelings of, like, if and when they need to be asking someone if they're their girlfriend. Um, But I feel like in my head... If, like, I was, like, we're getting ready to meet the parents, I'd be kind of, like, so just to, like, be on the same Like, page, what are you introducing me as? Like, are we introducing each other as, like, this is my boyfriend so-and-so? And then I feel like that would clear the air. That's, like, what I would envision. Like, I'm not going to bring someone over to, like, my dad's house and be, like, this is the guy I'm talking to. His name is they, whatever. People say, this is the guy I'm seeing. I just would, I feel like at that point we'd. I think it's appropriate, like, my layers, and this is pretty common, I think, for most people, you would know, like, every step of the way in the sense that, like, if I go on a date, 
you're gonna know like you have to we live together but then like i'd i don't even know that i like updated you like with when i was seeing that one guy we don't have nicknames for people either like not, not that there's enough people to like need nicknames he's just the guy from last summer yeah um but like you would obviously know and then i mean ideally things would be going well enough that i'm like okay like this is going well you would probably meet him first and at that point i still feel like we'd be just talking yeah. seeing how things go but you'd be like the first person with the within my inner circle who would meet him and want your input and obviously you, I, I was just gonna say and then you would ask me like what do you think before i commit yeah but then like i could see like telling like Haley and maggie like that i'm seeing someone before it becomes official too mm-hmm. and i could even see and i think we technically did this with like your first boyfriend like hanging out in like a group setting yes right because you weren't dating at that point i don't freaking remember hanging out in a group setting with like friends or like your family who's but, like, like your friends you know what i mean yeah. sisters siblings whatever i feel like that's fine when you're not dating i would only bring him to like meet family like other than like my parents my grandparents whoever else if we were officially dating yeah. unless it was like something super casual like if like i'm picturing like tailgating at like and i were i was game. like if you were already yeah. like kind of like gonna be hanging out with them doing like that you're like but this also close to there, dating like, you know acceptance can be made the next one is consider working with a coach or therapist <laughs> have you ever actually like, let's like seriously for real have you ever considered like going to a therapist no like seriously in my heart of hearts i've actually you know what i did like not that long ago what I, I think I saw this because, like, I don't think I would have looked this up on my own. But it was, like, I took a quiz of, like, should you, like, see a therapist or, like, whatever. So I took a little online quiz. I've been taking a lot of <laughs> online quizzes recently. And it said, you have, like, a very emotionally, like, I don't remember what it said. But it said, like, I have a very, like, good standpoint on my intelligence or on my emotional intelligence. And, like, I didn't need to see a therapist is what it was The quiz okay her um so the quiz screened me. her for therapy and she it was like you're good it validated what i've always felt which is like i really feel like i'm in just like a good headspace but like that doesn't mean i wonder if there's like people who specialize oh like, would for you see sure. like would you see like a dating coach or like do you think this is like the idea of seeing a dating no. coach like i don't think i would do that but I i'm just like wondering couldn't. do people like categorize into these like specific niches i mean probably probably i mean i think that it's like a fine line like it's a me thing it's not like so i think it would have to be like a therapist and just like me talking about like your thought process yeah how i go i'd be like how did you meet your your person yeah (laughs) if they're anyways have you ever thought about seeing a therapist no i think that in the sense of like what you were saying like it would probably be mostly like with like my relationship relationships with other people and not so much, like, my mental headspace. Like, I feel good there. I'd be like, how do I... Like, potentially for dating, potentially for, like, other, like, like life relationships. relationships that you have. Like, I wouldn't need to see, like, a mental health therapist, but it'd be, like, a an interpersonal therapist, I feel like. Is that a thing? I know. I was like, hmm. That could be something. Um, Then I don't really want to pay for it, so... Yeah. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Be patient with yourself. This work takes a lot of practice as you're changing decades of brain patterns and then give yourself lots of love and compassion you didn't ask to be brought up this way (laughs) yeah so that was that one 
Um, when we're done with like our article searching, we should like game plan. This will be like um, scouting 2.0. But like we're getting really. into it. But like it's the mental We're kind of like we're taking a step back being like we might need to work on ourselves first a little mm-hmm. bit. But like in a different sense. Because I feel like a lot of times when people are talking about like working on themselves first, it's like they don't love themselves enough. Like we already talked about how I love myself a lot. <laughs> um, we got to rewire our brains a little bit. Um, so I feel like this is kind of advice for if you have an avoidant attachment style and you're already in a relationship, what you can do, um, because this is like, how can I talk to my partner more effectively? How can we improve our relationship skills? Uh, so maybe we'll just skip to, so our game planning, game planning. Well, here's... I'm like, you know what my real issue is? And I'm like completely just like disregarding this entire podcast episode. They're not attractive people. <laughs> when it comes like, down to it, you know what the issue is? It's like I'm kidding. Like, well, hold not. on. Here's the real issue. Um, I was just thinking about like we're talking about let's set dating apps to the side. You know, we'll table that mm-hmm. here for a second. Meeting someone like in real life, even if like there's a there are events in the air. It's like singles me or whatever that is so cringe to me no like i'm all for like going out in public meeting people do not the old-fashioned way but for whatever reason the idea of like specifically going to a singles meetup i simply couldn't because then it it brings that dating app energy in where it's like we're all here for the intention of like yeah seeking out someone and then it just feels fake even though like i know it's like no different than if someone were to like just randomly see you out and about and they, they approach you because they're interested but like I don't know. It's different to me in my brain. I agree. Or like speed dating. I a little speed dating like cycle. No. I again, I'd be so dry with that that like no one would be interested. They'd be like this girl like doesn't care about anything. <laughs> I feel like the all the people at the speed dating places are probably like avoidant attachment style like us. Because I can't imagine. So? Here's my reasoning for that or like my thought process. I feel like if you're doing speed dating, like no one there is going to be charming enough that they wouldn't be able to just be charming enough to someone out and about rather than at a speed dating place. So you're just doing all of these small talk, other stuff that like, that's what we bring to the table is just do the small talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not a flirtatious person at all. I'm not really particularly charming, I don't think. Um, so it's just, it'd be me at every table and then people like me at every other table and i'd be like that's my worst nightmare working so interesting thought so then what do you do since we established the fact that neither of us are likely going to make the first move we're both seeking someone outgoing extroverted willing to make the first move if not in a dating app how like literally you can't do anything. Do we need to start going out? <laughs> that scares me. It scares me too. The only reason I'm kind of like, let's talk about pros and cons. What do we do cons. about Vegas? <laughs> True. Let's talk about pros and cons. Okay. Con is that that would be very, it would put us in our com- out of our comfort zone a lot because we have not ever gone out, just the two of us, because. That literally like sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> because like, what would we be doing out and about? I don't know. Um, pros, 
you know you gotta maybe you maybe we'd see people that were like at least like okay attractive people are out there in my area and hot singles in my area (laughs) (laughs) and that's you know i don't know the word i'm looking for that's promising yeah um second thing is likely people that are going out are going to be more outgoing and extroverted if you're out at a bar like odds are they're going to be a little flirtatious is it weird that i feel like bad going to a bar and like not i guess i shouldn't like i can get a drink it can be whatever i want it to be but i'm like i've gone like out to bars like when we went with uh our pt school friends and stuff like and just like not purchased a single thing Mm -hmm. i know that's what cover is for but like i just feel bad that i'm like going to this establishment and like not buying anything yeah other but do you hear my pros yes is like personality wise like maybe you meet someone that's like but then remember the other issue we talked about though is that like it is quite literally like my worst nightmare to like be like with someone that i know when like someone like were to come up to me and like flirt with me because like i just you go to the bar by yourself i can't even like imagine that <laughs> like you and me are out <clears throat> someone approaches me you're standing right next to me like if they're trying to flirt i can't even like begin to try and flirt back especially if you're standing right there if anyone that i know is standing next to me like i can't do it again we've already established i'm not a flirty person anyways that is a problem so I'm open to considering this. I'm honestly more open to, like, the idea of this challenge being something we can report back on. Right? Like, at the end of the day, it's content. content. <laughs> um, we could always, like, uh, go with more friends and then, like, instead of it just being me and you, if someone... Who? Abby, maybe. She'd be down, probably. I'm sure she would. Um, then, if, you know instead of walking off by myself to leave you and whoever you're talking to, I'd be like, okay, me and Abby are going to skedaddle, this, skedaddle way. this way and leave you to it. Because just the two of us, like, I don't... Be two deer in headlights, just like, what is going on? Yeah. Or we hit the jackpot. Two cute guys come up to both of us and then somehow... You're interested in one. I'm interested in one, and that it's the same mm-hmm. with them. Hmm. Things to think about. Things to other consider. solutions besides going out. Joining a rec league, I hear, is all the <laughs> all the rage. I do hear good things about. We're getting into winter though, and fall has barely started. Um. I am not athletic enough to want to devote my time to doing that for the sole ulterior motive of wanting to find someone to date so i bet that's why at least half the people in Reckley <laughs> are doing it like adult softball come on who wants to do this people that like softball and baseball hmm <laughs> i don't know no one else I need to like i need to text abby and just be like hey girly what are you doing are you still single if not how'd you meet who you're talking to because like we just yeah. we caught up with her beginning of summer and i feel like she's honestly probably like one of the people we know who's like in a similar stage of life right now 
in terms of dating and being done with school mostly. And she has a more outgoing personality than either of us do. But it's like we're catching up. She's telling us about like her dating escapades and stuff. And I'm like, how do you do this? Right. I was just like, and it's not even like, no, it's not crazy stuff. It's just like a normal dating life for a young 20 year old girl. I'm just like, how are you doing that? I don't understand. (laughs) So I need to like have her. All right. Abby, if I don't think you listen to our podcast, but I may be reaching out shortly. (laughs) Um, So disregarding all of that, if we report or if that goes anywhere, we'll let you guys know. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything else for solutions? I don't know. I mean, the dating apps continue to be just like base level. They're there. They exist. Um, But I do think, like we've discussed, it presents the issue of just not having a spark or something there. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can date someone without like that initial spark. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that worries me though. I agree. I also, another TikTok I can reference. Um, There was a TikTok that was talking about like what they called the 80-20 rule. And it was essentially saying like, you're only going to meet like you're the best person you find is only going to be like 80% of like checking everything off of your little list that you have. And then 20% is not going to. And then a lot of times you focus on the 20% that your partner does not offer or does not bring to the table. And you kind of like go in search of that from someone else or you might use it to justify like, oh, well, like they don't have this that I'm looking for. And then you leave or you're frustrated with your relationship and then you forget about like they have 80% though of what you're looking for. And I just feel like when I was watching and listening to that, I was like, I feel like I'm constantly quote unquote in search of whatever that I want to get 100%. Like I want 100%. And I think I just need to realize that, like, that's not going to happen. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We're left with more questions and answers here at the end. I'm left feeling, honestly, a little less optimistic than when we started. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know if that was my goal, but that's how I'm feeling. Maybe we need to read the book. I wonder if it's long or short. Let's just see. I'm going to go to my Goodreads quick. It's not a podcast episode unless we hit up Goodreads at least once. This isn't even a book episode, so double points for that. Um, just to clarify, the book that I'm talking about is called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. How much, What's the rating? 4.15 hmm. out of 73,000 reviews. Um, How long is it? 304 pages so not bad i don't know i mean then i always like maybe i should like listen to some podcasts first see if the topic interests me yeah before you dive into a whole book because my issue with that like the idea of like reading a book i feel like i'm gonna read it and be like that makes sense blah blah, blah. But then like how do i it's implement all the things it about like putting into practice and it's kind of like when i was trying to look up stuff earlier not that some of those can't be like implemented I just feel like 
a lot of the self-help genre is like you're speaking to the choir or is that the term preaching to you're the preaching choir? to the choir and it's like everyone knows it everyone knows all the things you're supposed to do but i think at the end, end of the day what i'm going to take forth at the end of like you know continuing on i'm going to try first of all maybe we'll reach out to abby maybe we'll think about like doing a little more like outside of dating apps because right now i am not although granted we're busy with a dog so i'm not saying next week i will have an update for you guys um so that's one two though could be if i'm on dating apps and someone is not checking all my boxes maybe i should be like a little less picky that's gonna be hard I am open to being less picky when it comes to, like, their information. Yeah, but looks. Looks-wise, yeah. like, if I'm not attracted, I'm not attracted. Yeah. So, like. That's what I mean. And lastly, if somehow I end up on a date, I'm going to try and be just, like, more reflective of said date to, like, if I were to get, like, I just feel whenever I, like, finish a date, I'm kind of, like, the idea of going and doing that again, possibly perpetually for forever, if they're someone I like, it's mentally taxing because as we've established, we I think like it honestly, this is again, avoidant attachment. I'm like, it stresses me out because it's either like it keeps going forever or like it ends. So like, let's just end it now. And that's probably like the, that's the epitome. Uh, tagline for avoidant attachment is probably that. So... I don't know. I guess that's kind of where we're leaving you guys. Question mark. Let us know your attachment styles in the comments below. Um, I hope this was interesting. I hope that our word vomit was maybe. If you feel like you have an avoidant attachment style and you are in a relationship, how did you get there? What was your meet cute? If you have one. <laughs> um, if you met on a dating app, this is like a lot of ifs. I'm like, if, if, if. If you met on a dating app, what and you even if, like maybe you resonated with like some of like our experiences and what we talked about what was something that like kind of clued you into like this is a little different or was it something that you had to like work through to kind of like keep pursuing said person does that make sense i think so um that's what we got for you if you uh, are watching on youtube feel free to subscribe to the channel if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever, you can subscribe on those apps as well or follow us. You can also follow us on Instagram at according to all spelled out, all the letters, no numbers. And we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.